and welcome back to Ritual Pursuits. I'm here again with Lauren from Fire Moon Astrology. Hello. And you might notice she sounds lovely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've got a new setup. We're super excited to record today. If you listened to the last episode, thank you so much for being patient with us while we figure our stuff out. <laughs> I'm back to redeem myself today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Let's get into it. What we're talking about this episode is the upcoming full moon and lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So it is happening on May the 5th. I believe it is Eastern time, 1.30-ish. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We're getting there, folks. We've got notes this time. <laughs> uh, they're almost complete. But yes, it looks like May 5th, 1.37 p.m., and that's Eastern Time. We live on the East Coast, so we're always going to be talking about Eastern Time because mm -hmm. it is, I just can't keep track of that many time zones. Um, but a lot of popular astrologers that you see on social media actually live on the West Coast, so they give stuff in Pacific Time. And mm -hmm. if you have things that happen close to midnight, it means sometimes they'll say something is happening on the 4th, and we'll say it's happening on the 5th. That's what's going on. It's just a time zone thing. I'm sorry if you don't live in Eastern time and you listen to us and you have to do math, but you don't yeah. want us to do the math for you. I promise. Yeah. So. <laughs> Obviously I struggle just to keep up with my own time in, in my own time zone. <laughs> yeah. I, I live 20 minutes from the time zone line. So it's a, it's a struggle always. But. <laughs> yeah. So do we want to talk about like, what does the full moon just in general signify? Yeah, I think that would be a great place to start since uh, it's not something we've really talked about yet. Yeah. Only one one episode under our belt. Yeah. Do you want to kind of give your thoughts or do you want me to go first? Um, I guess kind of just my super basic understanding of full moons uh, and the symbolism kind of surrounding them is generally like this idea of completion and cycles like coming to an end because the, the moon has been waxing, has been getting more full. Um, and so the full moon is kind of the culmination of that cycle before it starts to decrease again in appearance. So, yeah, yeah. the full moon is like, it's like it's about release. It's like a time of letting go where as you, you reap what you what you sown at the new moon. Um, it's when the moon's at its peak light. So it's grown from no light at the new moon to uh, its peak light at the full moon. And uh, basic like themes to explore around the new moon are just releasing anything that you no longer want. Um, yeah. So the other thing that's happening this Friday is in addition to the full moon, we're having another eclipse. And this time it's a lunar eclipse. And it's going to be happening in Scorpio. So themes around lunar eclipses, are they, how are they similar or different from the kind of stuff that comes up around solar eclipses, like the one we just had? Lunar eclipses versus solar eclipses, it's um, basically like the difference between uh, a new moon and a full moon. So a solar eclipse is going to have more of the energy and uh, of a new moon, where the lunar eclipse is more the energy of the full moon, which we were just talking about, you know, the 
um, releasing and reflection and uh, those types of energies. Okay. We've talked about the full moon. We've talked about the lunar eclipse just in general. Mm -hmm. And now let's go ahead and pull Scorpio into the mix, which is the sign that both of these things are happening in. Mm -hmm. We talked about Scorpio a little bit the last episode, but it's a bigger, more direct theme this time around. Because last time, I think we were just talking about Scorpio being part of that eclipse axis. Mm -hmm. It was Aries Mm -hmm. Scorpio. Uh, Aries, okay. Aries, uh, Aries Libra, Libra, Taurus, Scorpio. Taurus, yeah. Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the last uh, lunar eclipse, or at least will be the last lunar eclipse in Scorpio um, for nine years. So this is the finishing, the culminating of um, the eclipses happening in the sign of Scorpio. They began back in May of 2022. Yes. May 2022. When we- I would say 15th, 16th of May. You have to double check that, but uh, that's when they began. And so this will be the last. Um, so just like, you know, the last solar eclipse was really had an emphasis on the new beginnings with the solar eclipse in the sign of Aries moving, you know, to the new axis of Aries Libra. This one has uh, even more um, emphasis on, on, endings with it being the uh, ending of eclipses in the sign of Scorpio for this period. And so Scorpio itself is ruled by the planet Mars um, and is a water sign in looking at the chart of the eclipse. It will be happening at 14 degrees of Scorpio so there will be some opposition to Uranus from Uranus, which is around 18 degrees of, of Taurus right now. But also uh, Mars, which is the ruler of the sign of Scorpio as well, is currently in Cancer. And that is the sign of Mars's fall. The moon in Scorpio is also in the sign of the moon's fall. So the moon is in Mars's house. Mars is the host of Scorpio, and the host is in its false, which means it's um it's a difficult position for both the moon and the mars and and they have this mutual reception between the two of them, so yeah, it can be kind of an uncomfortable place, and when you think about the water signs, you're thinking about like emotions, yeah, definitely like emotional waters when I think about Scorpio, I think about um like if the if if cancer is the ocean, Scorpio's kind of I'm sorry if you're a Scorpio, like I don't mean this in my way, but Scorpio's kinda like the um mossed over swampy pond, you know, that's like really still on the surface and you, you don't see a whole lot, but below, you know, there's a lot there's a lot going on down there in the depths. So I think with this eclipse there's probably like definitely gonna be some things going on below the surface. With it being the full moon, definitely be a good time like for inner reflection and some difficult, it definitely could bring up some like difficult feelings and topics and things uh, for people to work through and process. Okay, cool. So I guess to summarize, we have full moon, lunar eclipse, all happening in Scorpio and like general full moon themes are usually about relief about letting go we've reached like the end of a cycle and then lunar eclipses 
are similar? Yes. Lunar eclipses, like, think lunar eclipse equals um, same energy as uh, the full moon. Okay. Solar eclipse equals the same kind of energy as the new moon. Nice. So releasing, not necessarily starting something new right this minute. We're going to watch the moon decrease. So we're Mm -hmm. letting stuff go. So would you say this is more of an opportunity to um, plumb the depths of our own mossy swamp? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people are definitely going to be like feeling some feelings um, with this one. And because eclipse energy is takes a, a you know it's in the air or, or it's kind of around us something we'll be working with for probably around the next six months so it's um not likely that it's going to be something that's just going to kind of smack you you know out of left field um but it's probably just going to be like a um a slower process of working through um maybe whatever comes up for you around you know those themes it reminds me actually of the um have you read the book Braiding Sweetgrass? I have not. I it has been recommended to me a thousand times and it is on my list. I just need to pick it yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I didn't read it. I got the audio book, but it is Oh, that yeah. counts. <laughs> yeah. But and great. And I'll just sometimes I'll just pull it up and listen to it. But there's a part in there, so I'm not gonna get into a whole lot of detail, but she's talking about cleaning out this swamp on her property. Um and just the time that it takes and, and it just, as a one person trying to clean out a, um, a swampy pond, you know, it took her years to kind of work through because she was just having to do what she could when she could, you know, just working through it kind of slowly, pulling out the algae and the sludge and <laughs> whatnot, just bits and pieces at a time. So, yeah, but it's a great book. That's a, that's a beautiful metaphor for it because sometimes like we bring up this this stuff and we're always talking about cycles and reflecting on things and like the idea of healing comes up a lot especially in communities who like enjoy talking about astrology and tarot and whatever Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes it can feel like there's this pressure to do everything all at once. It's like, it's a full moon and I'm going to heal all my wounds. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's important to remember that it doesn't doesn't really happen like that. You know, mm-hmm. we take all of these little steps over time. There is no magic silver bullet, you know, that's going to fix us or anything yeah. like immediately. Yeah. You know, it's important to remember that like it's a process and it's okay to like dive into these things and then step back and and take a break or mm-hmm. give yourself rest in between as well. So yeah, no, that's a that's a beautiful story and a good thing to mention. It doesn't it never needs to be everything all at once. No, you can't you can't do it all at once. I mean, I don't yeah, I don't think it's it's possible, but I would imagine if you were trying to do everything all at once it would be extremely difficult and yeah not the best way to go about it agreed it'd be like trying to get to the bottom floor of the building instead of taking the stairs you just jump off the roof (laughs) yeah (laughs) not the best way to go go about it (laughs) sometimes getting to the bottom faster is not always (laughs) the best no so i guess like kind of need to get back to the theme of the eclipses and um, 
talk about the eclipses being both great endings and beginnings, but not all eclipses mark a time of great endings or beginnings for everyone. So it, it'll just depend with this eclipse, maybe what houses the eclipses are happening in in your natal chart. Uh, for those with eclipses happening in prominent houses, or for those who the eclipse will be happening in prominent houses, which would be like the fourth house, uh, the first house, the fourth house, the seventh house, or the tenth, it may be a little bit more emphasized and more obvious for you. For some of the rest of you with the eclipse happening, you know, in other houses that aren't as prominent, it may just be a theme here of small endings and small beginnings, small deaths, small rebirths. It could be that like making one small decision now that seems insignificant could put you on a trajectory towards something bigger than unfolds during the eclipse cycle overall. Like we have beginnings and endings all the time. And so you never know like what what thing it might be that sparks an ending or a new beginning. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this to this full moon. I feel like I've been been going through just a little bit of a stressful time and I'm really hoping that uh, some of the stuff I have up in the air will be resolved by the time this full moon rolls around so that I can I don't know, maybe just do like a really simple little ritual of just letting go of the stress surrounding that situation and being able to move forward. Mm-hmm. We'll, prob- we'll probably look like writing some stuff down on paper and setting it on fire. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a pretty classic. You can't go wrong with just burning some shit. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good idea. Throw away some stressful stuff. Burn some and shit. Invite in some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So let's see. Do we want to just recap our themes for this full moon really quick, and then maybe dive into putting together a tarot spread sure all right so fill in my blanks if i miss something but we have our full moon themes of releasing and cycles ending we have the lunar eclipse which is also kind of that same general energy a cycle that's coming to an end letting Mm -hmm. go of things that don't serve us Mm -hmm. and then all of that is happening in the sign of scorpio which really embodies a lot of those big themes around death and endings and kind of the deep unknown within ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And let's see, I'm going to pick something to shuffle because it makes me feel better. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My apologies for the noise if you're not into that. While you're shuffling, I'll tell you. I pulled some cards um, before the recording on the lunar eclipse and the full moon. And I pulled the four of cups, the ten of wands, and the nine of swords. The four of cups, the ten of wands, and the nine of swords. Wow. Well, when you think about the moon and Mars both in the fall, it kind of, yeah, it just made sense. The four of cups is the last decan of corresponds to the last decade of cancer where uh, Mars will be during the eclipse. Oh, nice. 
So, and it just like the first shuffle that I went to do, it like popped out. Like I didn't even get like into it. It was just like, here you go, four of cups. So, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Throwing cards on the floor over here. Let's see. With full moons, I feel like you always have this idea of illumination because it's the brightest point of the moon. Um, you can see the most light. And I think a question we could ask is what is being illuminated for us at this time? What is having light shined on it that maybe we weren't aware of before? But we also have this eclipse happening, which means that something is also being hidden by the eclipse. So yeah, let's just make that our second question. So we have what is being illuminated and what is being hidden. And then maybe just a third card for some direction or some guidance. And it's like, what is the way forward between the things that are coming to light and maybe the things that we're not very aware of or aren't forefront in our consciousness, if that makes sense. And when this comes out, we'll have um, a little graphic and that'll be linked in the show notes, something easy to find. So I'm not going to pull a bajillion cards like I did for that last episode. That was just kind of a lot to talk through. Um, but let's see. I'm going to go ahead and pull a card for what's being illuminated, just as an example. And I have the Queen of Cups. And what is being hidden? The King of Cups. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the way forward? The Seven of Cups. Y'all, that's a lot of real watery cards. Yeah. Um, the Seven of Cups isn't a good directional card for the way forward either. Because it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's usually like you don't know what way is forward. Like <laughs> you haven't picked a cup yet. Um, yeah, that's interesting though. So, what is being illuminated and what is being hidden? We have the Queen of Cups and the King of Cups, which is kind of interesting because a lot of times when I think of like Queen energy versus King energy in the court cards, I think of the more internal mastery of the suit versus the external mastery of the suit, if that makes sense. And cups are usually associated with the element of water. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the like keywords and themes that come up around the suit of cups are intuition, but also like emotions and creativity and just kind of, that intuitive inner knowing, I feel like, is something that comes up with the cup suit a lot. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, this is a very watery eclipse with the eclipse in Scorpio, hosted by Mars and Cancer. Yeah, so that's interesting. So maybe what's being illuminated is our inner process and how we manage some of those emotions and those undercurrents. We might get some insight into what brings up big feelings for us maybe mm -hmm. since this is happening in scorpio and then what is being hidden the king of cups which i would think of is like the external demonstration of how we know and master our emotions um so maybe this isn't a time for guiding or taking care of others it's a time to focus more on our own shit <laughs> mm -hmm. that's happening inside of us. Um, yeah. And then what is the way forward? The seven of cups. 
which is usually depicted as like seven cups that all have different things in them. And it looks like you're trying to make a choice to decide which cup you're going to grab. And sometimes the things in the cups look good, look nice, like they're full of treasure. And sometimes there's uh, a mixture of like bad things as well. Like, oh, maybe you don't want to grab that cup that's I don't know, this one has like a snake in the picture or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, full of snakes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's interesting. The way forward, maybe just being aware that you do have choices. Because sometimes it's easy to feel trapped, I think. And that feeling can bring up a lot of anxiety and stress for obvious reasons. Um, and so maybe by illuminating kind of that internal emotional process, it's just being aware that you always have more choices, even if they are difficult ones, you're never stuck on a one-way track, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. When we were talking about the, you know, small choices and small decisions can lead to or build upon, you know, new beginnings and endings. Yeah. And I think it's important to, like, make those choices based on what you want and how you feel sometimes. Because it's easy to feel like you have to pick a certain thing because it's what others expect of you. Mm -hmm. And I think the Queen of Cups is an archetype that knows that's not wise. (laughs) Um, that you'll eventually just like resent that choice if if it's not aligned with what you want for yourself yeah this is a good time to think about that so yeah that's just just a little example quick short little spread yeah if you use it tag us let us know yeah love to see what you get yeah and then like mercury retrograde too like we were talking about the decisions and the choices you know having the mercury retrograde which we haven't really talked about is also a time for reflection as well instead of action. So yeah, just kind of like thinking over and what what choices that you want to make and yeah, the internal versus the external of it all. Yeah, and a lot of times like with Mercury retrograde, people can get a little bit frantic about how it's going to ruin everything, but a lot of times it's just if you have the opportunity to slow down that's the best you can mm-hmm. do and like life is very busy these days just full of busyness all the time it seems and so being able to just completely stop and slow down is a luxury that many folks Impossible. don't really have so you know mm-hmm. totally understand that but like if you can just like stop and take a breath you know before you like have yeah. to dive into something especially if it's a really emotionally charged situation um you know sometimes that's all you need and if that's all you can get you know take it yeah can't just completely avoid taking action or or um you know initiating something doing something during a, a retrograde of mercury or an eclipse like you still have to continue living your life and doing the things that you need to do but yeah with the really important things yeah, just taking that time to reflect and really think over before you, you know, make your choices. 
as the seven of swords, or I mean, seven of cups would indicate is definitely advisable if possible. <laughs> yeah. Proofreading is, is never a bad idea. Mercury retrogrades are a good time to be reminded of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we've covered all of the big themes and I think that's about all we have for the episode today. Do you want to let us know where we can find you and what's going on on your various channels? I am on Instagram at Firemoon Astrology. You can also reach me by uh, Gmail at firemoon.astro at gmail.com. If you are interested in an astrology reading, uh, you can go to my Instagram and there's a link in my bio to my square site where you can book a reading. And I am also on TikTok at Firemoon Astrology. So I, yeah, I started a TikTok account and on TikTok you have the option to go live, but I need a thousand followers to be able to do lives on TikTok. I want to get on there, talk about astrology, um, answer questions for people. And when I do get to the point where I have a thousand followers, I am going to do um, a few mini readings on the TikTok live for free for followers. So if you want that opportunity, follow me on TikTok and I will, of course, post an announce on, on the TikTok when, when we're getting closer to that goal. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're on TikTok, definitely go give Fire Moon Astrology a follow and we'll have all of that linked in the show notes, of course. And I'm Natasha, your host. You can always find me at ritualpursuits.com, ritualpursuits.substack.com, ritual pursuits everywhere. I'm on Instagram some. I technically have a TikTok too, but I don't use it. So <laughs> if you if you really want to know what's up, uh, subscribe to the Substack. And if you want to support the show, check out ritualpursuits.com where I make and sell fun witchy goods like pendulum boards and runes and tarot mm -hmm. card stands. Yeah. And that's all we have today, folks. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Thank you. Happy full moon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>